0: Uh, turn to Psalm 46:10, Psalm 46 number 10. Guys, you ever been you're like me that you're always in a hurry? Um I'm the kind of guy that if you if if you're at the shopping mall or Walmart or whatever and you're about to check out, um I'm that type of person that I I look at each line and I, and i and i have a formula the age of the cashier to to the, the 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 how long the line is if how many kids are involved uh, age ratio to try to see which line uh, you know goes the fastest and then and then once i pick a line i start staring at the line i probably would have picked and then i start like you know just praying that i get the fastest one and then man and then someone will throw you like a curveball and they'll pull out a checkbook i'm like oh great you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fastest line and someone pulls out a checkbook and then just takes forever. You know, I'm a, I'm a millennial, so I'm used to the Apple Pay, swipe real fast. And one thing about me, that I'll confess is that, um, I tend to be in a hurry most of the times. And when I was younger, I thought that being in a hurry and being busy was a sign of strength and a sign of productivity. And, um, you know, I think at age 37 now, I find it hard uh, to do something that I believe God wants me to do regularly, and that simply is to slow down to sl- to slow down not necessarily the things that i 'm doing but s- so first slow down in my heart, slow down in my mind the things i 'm thinking the, thing that, the, the things that the that, things that, that i that 'm that I'm meditating on God wants our meditation God wants me to to slow down and 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 to consider him and to walk with him and I'm telling you this. It's I think there's a one of my biggest struggles in my adult life has been to slow down. Why Why do you think people struggle with slowing down? I believe one because we see slowing down as a sign of laziness. Us laziness. Um, busyness is um is uh, could be uh, in our culture, in American culture, looked at as 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 a badge of honor. But I tell you this. I believe as Christians, we got to be careful on the pace of the culture and 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 the pace in which it it, 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 it it forces us to go on, and and we need to be counterculture sometimes. We need to be different, man. If you ever think about Jesus in the New Testament, man, start reading it, start meditating, start chewing on the life of Christ. He wasn't in a hurry, much. The Bible says in Psalm 46, 10, I just I want to just use this verse to kind of pick piggy, it back and to go into our, our thoughts tonight, is this, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. But think about this, the psalmist says, be still, stop. Whatever you are we doing? Stop and know that I'm God. But then he, 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 he gives us the command to pause, but then look at the promise. He says, I will be exalted among the heathens and I will be exalted in the earth. Man, think about the earth as a big place. Think about, think about how big and humongous this earth is. Think about all the enemies, all the everything that surrounds all the, this world. But God said in order for him, his name to be exalted, that we must stop. You see, there's something about God and Jesus. It was an upside-down kingdom. See, in culture, we think that in order to get big, we must do big things. But in Jesus' upside down culture, upside down world, he says, slow down, and I will exalt you. He said, he that, he that that makes himself small, him that abates, him that is abased, he shall be exalted. But he that is exalted, the Bible says that he will be abased. Man, we need to stop and understand what God wants us to do. I believe sometimes just to stop, and stare at his creation and think about his goodness and richness, his sacrifice. I love Easter, but man, I'm reminded of the resurrection during Easter, but man, we should be reminded of the resurrection daily. been in youth ministry for over a decade, and most of that, that time has been here at Faith Church, and I can tell you this, that nothing has destroyed families more than busyness. I've had kids, kids come up to me and tell me, man, I wish I, I wish I could see my dad this week, but he's so busy. I wish I could be with my mom or my family, but man, we're just so busy. We're in and out of places, Look, even church could get busy. I love this saying that my pastor once said, he says, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. If Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. So here, here's a thought today. Too many Christians are choosing to live a busy, fast paced life while trying to follow Jesus that walks. What kind of pace are you living today? I want to remind you of th- three things tonight. It'll be brief. Three things. First of all, is this remember that we follow a God that walks, He walks. All through the Bible, we talks about this journey or walking with God. Noah walked with God. He 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 gives it gives the 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 impression of God taking this journey, this stroll, this 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 uh, slow pace, healthy pace with God. I don't believe God wants us to rush a relationship with Him. Man, think about think about the church in Revelation describing this church. He says, "I know your works." He says, "Your labor." Man, you did done all this good works, your labor, and thy patience, and how that can not bear them, which, um, which are evil. Man, you, you are calling out sin. You're doing the right things, and you have tried them, which say that they are apostles and are not, and thou, thou hast found them liars. Thou hast been, thou hast borne, thou hast patience, and for my name's sake, thou hast labored. Man, here in the Bible, Revelation 2, describing this church, is describing a very active, busy church. But in then verse five says, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because you have f- left your first love. Can I ask you tonight, church? In the midst of all your busyness, could it be that you've left, left, you've abandoned, you have set aside what got us to this point? You have set aside the principles and the morals and your convictions that That stem from a lack of stopping and just realizing who's in control? Because our fleshly nature naturally wants to be in control every day. And if we ignore the presence and the power and the Holy Spirit working on our life every day, we're gonna go at our own pace. We're gonna we're gonna try to sprint with God. Where God simply just wants to walk. God simply wants us to stop and gaze and look and worship. That word labor in, in 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 um in Revelation 2 means to an excessive labor and toil that produce grief and sadness. Can I ask you to do something this week, church? Okay. I, I tell the teenagers all the time. And, and I have a hard time following this, this um, example myself. Take five minutes this week, put a timer on, and just stop and think about God. Go outside, look at the sunset, and just worship God and just think and stop and realize that he's in control. Guys, I think sometimes we're scared to stop and be alone with God because we're afraid of what he might tell us. So it's easier to be busy. It's easier to go this and that and go from there because we don't, we don't have to come to the reality or maybe where we really are. The Bible says be still. That word, that word means still means feeble, weak. Oh my goodness. Don't we need to be weak so God could be strong in our life? Don't we need to realize that, hey, that we're just feeble people with, without Jesus running our own strength? running in circles. Because the true direction in life comes from a life devoted to Jesus Christ, walking with Him, journeying with Him. I want you to take the the challenge of first of all, stop this week. Find a time to stop. Number two, find a time to slow down. To slow down. I love the story of Luke chapter 10, Mary and Martha. Jesus comes in the scene, comes into the home, You got Mary and Martha. Mary, she's the one that took time to just spend time with Jesus, to be at his feet, to be worshiping Jesus. But the Bible says that, but Martha was cumbered about too much serving. Martha was more worried about the meal getting ready and prepared and the dishes getting washed. And she came at him and said, Lord, and she had a total meltdown and says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her that she help me. But I love the way Jesus responds. He says, Martha, you, you, you're you consumed with your busyness. Martha has chosen, Mary has chosen to worship me. Man, there's sometimes we, we just need to slow down and realize that God wants to work in our life. You know, the, you know the problem with, with, with Martha? is that she was so busy she didn't realize that God of the universe was in the living room. How many times does God have an opportunity or an open door, but we're so busy and we don't even see those opportunities because we we can't see them because we're going too fast. Take some time to slow down. Martha was physically busy, but spiritually absent. Busyness is moral laziness. Because it is often the statement to our self-importance and our excuse to be inattentive to people. John Bloom. So why are we so busy? Why are we so busy? We are Christians, right? To be a Christian, to be a disciple of Jesus, a student of the Master, we are to be mirrors of Jesus Christ on this earth. So what kind of pace did Jesus live by? Y'all think about it. Jesus was, Jesus was under her. He was sleeping on the boat the, when the disciples were scared, when the storm was coming. He just kind of wakes up and, you know, kind of, kind of rebukes the disciples for the lack of faith. But I, me- I remember this one story. I love this story. Uh, it, it's, um, it's, 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 given in two different accounts. And, but this account is in Matthew chapter nine. The story of the young girl who died, Jairus' daughter. And this was a situation, this was a, a really, uh, you know, critical situation. The Bible says that while he spake these things unto them, behold, there was a certain ruler and worshiped him saying, my daughter is even now dead, but come now and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. And the man had faith. He knew that if, if his daughter got to Jesus, that his daughter would be, would be healed. So Jesus gets up and starts following. Man, if I were you, I don't know about you, I have a daughter. If she's if she's dead and I'm going to Jesus, I'm saying Jesus, man, we really need to get to my house now, because I know you're the only one that could help her, and we need to speed. We need to get an Uber. We need to call somebody. We need to get an Amtrak something. We need to get to this place in a hurry. But what happens in between her healing and when Jesus met the ruler? The Bible says, and Jesus arose and followed him, and so he did, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman, which was diseased of issue of blood since twelve. 12 years came behind him and touched him the hem of his garment for he, she said within herself if i may touch even the hem of his garment i shall be whole and jesus took the time and turned about and when he saw her he said daughter be of good comfort thy faith has made thee whole jesus takes the time in this urgent need of this this ruler and takes the time to heal to heal Jairus's daughter i mean i'm sorry uh, the, the, the lady with the issue of blood. Man, how, uh, how how crazy is that? Man, if it was me, I'm telling you, uh, we serve of God that wasn't wasn't in a hurry. He wants to let us know sometime that maybe, maybe we need to stop being in a hurry and let Him know that He's in control. Slow down. What are some areas in your life that you, need, you just need to slow down? Some of us need to look at our calendar and just start pruning some things. Just prune some things. Maybe we need to start saying no to some good things so that we can say yes to some great things. Saying there's nothing greater in my life right now than my relationships. You look at the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments deal with our relationship with God. And that should be first and foremost. How is your relationship with God doing? How is your relationship with, with the Almighty, the, the creator of your soul, of your life, of your soul? And then there's commandment number five. Honor thy father and thy mother. Then there's a relationship with your family. How's your relationship with your family? How's that going? I mean, if there's, if there's anything to tell you today is that the time with the fa- time with family is being attacked. I've lost several family members this year and I've realized the importance of being with family. How about number three? The last, the last commandments is your relationship with others. I'm telling you this, y'all. Here, here are the three most important relationships that we should, we should be always working on and establishing. But I feel like Most Americans, most Christians in the average church don't have time to invest in these relationships that God wants us to invest in. Slow down. And lastly, I challenge you with this. Start walking. Psalm 169 says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 8611, teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name how's your time with the lord are you walking are you are you in good communion with god or or have you left have you dusted jesus behind you because you your pace I'll tell you this today my challenge to you church is let's let's learn to stop let's learn to slow down and let's learn to walk with god there's a price to pay for your busyness the results of busyness are brokenness, emptiness, and tiredness. Quit killing your heart. Start letting go of some things that are getting your way of these important relationships and the, the actual mission that God wants for us today. That's to love God, to love people. That we may transform the world around us by simply doing that. Church, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Let's learn to, to take time to worship Him today. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for our church. Pray, Father, that this would be an encouragement to the listeners of this um of this talk. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.